Have you been looking for your keys to success? You have found the best place to start. We will hear from professionals on different keys to success in building huge careers in and outside the mortgage industry. These conversations that each person will share their experience will allow you to hear nuggets on finding your keys to success. I'm your host, Sue Meitner, so let's get started and grab your keys. Welcome to Grab Your Keys. I am super excited to be with Scott Hamling today. Thank you so much, Scott, for being with me. Sue, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm really excited for this. Well, everyone, if you don't know Scott, Scott is somebody who you should definitely know. Scott and I became friends over the last couple of years um, in the mortgage industry. He is a mortgage originator in uh, Colorado, but that is not all he does. He's a real estate coach. He's a national speaker. He's an appraiser. He's extraordinarily amazing at everything he does. So I just wanted to have Scott on and I just want to start from the beginning, Scott. Like, how did you get into this crazy mortgage business? It wasn't by planning it. I, I, <laughs> I don't think anyone plans to get into this business that I've met so far. It just kind of seems to happen. So, so I had been an appraiser for um, 20, 25 years in Denver and it was right when all heck broke loose in 2007, 2008, around that time. And the industry changed. I, I loved I loved being an appraiser. I loved getting in and seeing homes and going and visiting properties. I, I truly enjoyed that. And when everything changed and Dodd-Frank came out with their bills and the CFPB, and they basically made appraisers just somebody in a rotation. Right. And I built this great company and all I, I couldn't go get business anymore. I couldn't reach out to great loan officers or real estate agents. I couldn't talk to anyone and, and grow my business. And I just didn't enjoy it anymore. And I had an opportunity to go to work for Cherry Creek Mortgage, which is based here in Denver. Uh, they needed some help with an, their appraisal. They wanted to build an appraisal department, really. Right. And they needed some help with that. And so I thought, you know, it's time for a change. And so I when I helped them create a roster of appraisers and I built out this great department where we took over the review of the collateral. Uh, we found that with all of the changes in the industry, the underwriters were just overwhelmed with keeping up not only with the underwriting guidelines, but you know, when it comes to credit, but also with the changes when it came to reviewing collateral and what to look at. Okay. And so I built a department, I pulled together underwriters for it, built a collateral underwriting team and and then uh, it kind of just progressed from there. And uh, here I am. So you went from being a VP at Cherry Creek to the head of um, Move Up Mortgage as an originator. Um, you've been doing this for how long? So I've been doing this now for coming up on four years. Four and years you are now. a rock star. You right off the bat, your first year did, I think, over $50 million, if I'm not mistaken. How do you have this like magical touch that people just love to use you? How are you getting out to the real estate community and helping them? How how do you how are you seeing how are you using the tools you have to your benefit and helping others? Absolutely. It's it's something that I truly enjoy, Sue. It's you know, 
I think of, I think how lucky I am to have this very unique value proposition that I can offer. Uh, I understand value so incredibly well. Now, when you say value, what do you mean by that? <laughs> I understand value of homes. I should right. be particular value <laughs> of real estate. And I, you know, I'm just this morning, I helped an agent. I have nothing to do with the transaction, but she, she's a very strong referral agent for me and uh lover. Her name's Angela. And uh, she reached out and she had, she was helping uh, an elderly couple with a reverse purchase and the appraisal on their property came back really, really, really low. And so I helped put together a reconsideration of value for her so that she can hopefully help these clients, you know, get their, get the value raised on this appraisal and, you know, found new comparables, found some mistakes in the appraisal and really helped her. And that is how I grow my business is through helping real estate agents. Uh, yeah. And that's so, what I do. And I, and I love that you're, you really care and the care um, about the value of people's houses, about them as people really show through that that's your passion. I think that's one of the reasons that you and I uh, lo love each other so much <laughs> because we have the, that passion and, and the passion is what fuels us, which is so fantastic. What do you feel your three keys to success are? Because they're a little different, I think, than most people's. If I'm not mistaken, I'm almost wanting to guess what yours are. But uh, what are your three keys to success so that other people listening to this podcast can you know, know what your three keys are? Sure. So key number one, of course, is my appraisal background. I mean, that is that is probably the largest key to my success is uh, the understanding of valuation of property. Uh, I again, I help I help agents when they're trying to list a price, especially especially in this crazy market that has happened in the last few weeks. Yeah. If you overlist, if you overprice your house, you're doomed. And so, really helping agents, you know, with that pricing component. Um, helping buyers understand how high to go with an appraisal gap, you know, and, and understand right. that. So that truly is my number one key. I'd say my second key to success, Sue, is, and I'm, I'm, it was sweet of you to point out, I do care about my real estate agents. Uh, just this morning, I thought it was really interesting that this got sent to me this morning right before I chatted with you. But it was some marketing thing, you know, how we get spammed with these people mm -hmm. who are, Oh, this is how you're going to grow your business. And, and uh, in it, they said, are you tired? Are you tired of having to deal with those pesky real estate agents? And I read that and I, I love my real estate agents. I truly do. I right. have friends and I love helping them. And, you know, I, I offer CE classes. I, I, I've traveled around the country presenting these classes and, uh, I truly love helping real estate agents provide for their family. I mean, I think what they do is honorable. I think what we do is honorable. We help create wealth. We provide shelter for, for families. And I think that their profession is honorable as well. And I love helping them. And then my third key to success, Sue, is I surround myself with great people. Uh, the, you know, the friends that I made, you know, like you through our coaching program, when we met through our coaching program, the group that we went through that program with, 
And all of you are so special to me. And each one of you has a different way that you've created, you know, a great company and a, and a great business model. Everyone is so unique in that piece of it, but all of you truly do care. And so surrounding myself with people that are in this business for the right reasons, I think is really sets me apart and helps me to succeed. I think those are the three things. Those are my three keys to my. Yeah. So all three, all, I love every single one of those and all three are so paramount in our business. And, and uh, I too love the real estate agents that I do business with. You have to surround and you surround yourself with people who, you know, like, and trust most of the time. And uh, I was just telling somebody I had an agent in here with a buyer last night and we were like laughing. And I was like, this is so great. Like we're having such a great time. I mean, how many people can say that we help our clients build wealth while having our customers, you know, gain their commissions. So it's just like, it's a win-win for all of us. And when you care and you surround yourself with great people, there's no place to go but up. And I just wanted to let everyone know, Scott and I are here to answer any questions. So if you guys are listening and you have a question and you just want to say something in the comments, we can uh, look at that. I have one person and I'm going to ask my own questions, but also interject on other people's questions. And uh, Chelsea asked them, how have you gotten success with referral partners? Like, how did you, when you were new, how did you get that first referral partner? who became somebody who you love now. So I was, you know, this was all a progression. It wasn't, you know, this wasn't something that just switched over, you know, overnight. Uh, When I was the head of the appraisal department at Cherry Creek, I was asked to present to a group of real estate agents about appraisals. And I know it's going to sound kind of crazy, like somebody, you know, came to hear you talk about appraisals and the value. But it was to a group of real estate agents, and it it, it kind of just got out of hand, <laughs> to be honest. My first presentation exploded uh, to the point where Cherry Creek at the time was in over 30 states. They're now in all 50, I believe. And I was being asked by people around the country to come and present to their real estate agent partners. Uh, my classes were very well received. And so... It was through those classes that I met a bunch of agents. Uh, Some of them became friends uh, and they were asking me, you know, Scott, we want to do business with you, (laughs) you know, and they, they were saying that they, you know, enjoyed working with me. And so it was a natural progression of me, you know, speaking and doing presentations and helping others that that is how I got my first clients. And I get asked quite a bit by folks that are new in our industry, how to get out there and, and grow their business. And I, and I tell them all, figure out a way that you can truly provide value to somebody. So true. And it's not, you know, it's not that I was out quoting the lowest interest rate. It's not that I was, you know, whatever. It was that I was truly helping them. And uh, through that is how I grew my business. And it's not even, it's amazing to me that a lot of real estate agents don't know how to, at times, to read an appraisal and the difference between like C3 and C2. And that that can make a big difference 
in the value of the house just by a couple of numbers or letters. So, or just knowing when you're reading the appraisal, the right questions to ask. Like if we delete a bathroom, will that change the value since it's under repair or something crazy like that? So it really is important that you can, you know, figure out ways and as a mortgage lender and as an appraiser having both things, that's a win-win for a lot of people. And I do love when I hear you teaching continuing education classes to realtors because you do are you are so easy to listen to and are such a wealth of information. Um, who do you admire? You know, I I admire a lot of people. I mean, I, the list is very long of people yeah. that I admire. And I, and so not to say one over, over the other, but the person that just pops into my mind is uh, Cindy Ertman. Right. I, I just love Cindy Ertman. Well, uh, she was our guest on the, you were, you're the one next one after her. <laughs> <laughs> to follow Cindy is even you more. Follow Cindy. <laughs> yeah. Cindy is, you know, Cindy is, an incredible human being. She, she, you know, she took me on as a client and allowed me to be part of a, this incredible experience, this mortgage mastermind elite group. She is a, she truly gives. And, you know, she is that person that kind of, you know, how I say that I like to help people true Cindy truly that's her. That's what gets her out of bed every morning is her ability to help people and uh, I just admire the heck out of her. I just just love her to death. Yeah, Cindy is amazing. I had my team on with her yesterday. And it's really knowing who to ask the right question to, which is so important in this business, and who to call on. Yep. And I think that the tribe, I'll use tribe, yes. that Cindy has helped facilitate grow and introduce people to the right people and is really life changing at times. And I think all of us in this mortgage market that we've been in for the last two years that we were like just, you know, data entry takers and helping people to the best of our ability. Now with the higher interest rates that we're dealing with right now, we really are able to be the experts in our industry and truly help people build wealth and consolidate debt and and see what's in the future by talking to them. And you, with the value of proposition that you have with the appraisal, you know when a house is going to appreciate. I know lots of people are probably thinking like with what's going on in the marketplace, um, are, is how our house is going to continue to appreciate. Like, what do you think as, as it, with your knowledge, Scott? Sure. I'll, I'll I'll bust out the crystal ball here a little bit. <laughs> yeah, rates are going to be at four. I remember yeah. thinking a year ago. <laughs> so I will say that I believe that home values are going to continue to increase. They're just not going to be at the crazy rate that they were at because that's that wasn't sustainable. It wasn't healthy. Uh, but one of the you know one of the graphs that i always try to remember when i'm talking to people about this is a graph that uh, i saw that talks about birth rates 30 yeah. to 35 years ago and if you look at the birth rates in the us at that time we saw this huge uptick in the number of kids being born babies being born 
And I don't know about you, but I've noticed a lot of my friends are having grandbabies. And it's I know. Of, I don't, I'm not there of, yet. I'm not, not there, there yet. yet. I'm not there yet. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, with all of these babies that were born 30 to 35 years ago, they're needing first time homes. You know, I bought my first house when I was 26. I got, you know, I had my first baby when I was 27. So it seems that younger people these days are starting things a little slower. They're, they're not really rushing into that, that, that long-term marriage commitment, having the babies real early. They're, they're saying, you know, I want to do some things. I want to see the world. I want to try some different things out. And so they postponed all of this, but they are now entering the market. They're obviously the largest subset of buyers out there and they're coming into the market and they need some place to live. And obviously the construction hasn't been able to keep up, especially during COVID. Um, I have clients that are trying to buy new homes and the date just keeps getting pushed out and out and out because they can't get the materials. So I don't see the building of new homes being able to catch up to the demand. And so it's a simple supply and demand thing where, you know, the supply is outweighing the demand and therefore it's going to continue to help home values go up. Yes, totally agree. Totally agree. Now, when you went from being a, an appraiser to then being a VP at Cherry Creek to then giving presentations to then being an originator, do you, uh, which has been a lot over the last like 10 years. It's um, been a lot. Yeah. And COVID. <laughs> and COVID. Um, what, um, do you ever miss being an appraiser or does this just fill in all the boxes for you that it's perfect? Do you miss it? I do. I, I don't, it's, I don't want to sound creepy, but right. I enjoyed like looking around at people's houses. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed, I enjoyed the architecture. I enjoy, you know, I have friends that will say, you know, I'll walk in a room and because I've been in houses so much and I've seen how houses are set up, like one of the th things I offer my clients, you know, my real estate agent partners, I'll help them stage a house because I've been in so many houses and I've seen what works as far as furniture and layout and all of those things. So, you know, I, I enjoyed that piece of it. I really, truly did. I enjoyed homes and, you know, it, it's something that I think that if I wasn't in this role, you know, if this all disappeared tomorrow, I would probably look into maybe some sort of architecture. Mm -hmm. thing. I think I'd love to, you know, see, put my hands and my thoughts on putting together some cool ideas for some houses. Yeah, that would be super fun. Next yeah. career. And yeah. then or what would, if you weren't in this profession, what profession would you be in? Yeah. There you go. You'd you be an architect. <laughs> I'd be an architect. Exactly. I think I'd really enjoy that piece too. It's, it's creative. I, you know, it's, I'm, I enjoy creating. I enjoy, I enjoy new things. Uh, I'd, I'd enjoy our market a little bit more. If Russia, I don't, don't go into that math, but it's crazy these days and I, it can calm down a little bit, but I do enjoy yeah. the constant movement of our business. Yeah. The movement is exciting. It's very fast paced. It's, it's that makes it exciting and there's always something to do yes. if you're not busy in mortgages per se you can be busy in marketing you yep. can be busy in you know social media you can be busy in doing other things um so how many times do you have an appraisal that's for your deal come in and you say the appraiser did it wrong 
Uh, it probably happens once every few months. And uh, how do you how do you keep the two apart, or do you just not look at any appraisals that come through for you? <laughs> no, <laughs> I I look at all of them. I really do. I really do. I, I put my eyes on all of them. And let's just say if an appraisal comes in low, and and the buyer and their agents ask for help, I help where I can. And, yeah. You know, it's it's. It's important that I think that any loan officer out there can understand what an appraisal says and what it means and how to read it. I've, I've taught so many LOs. I have you know loan officers that come to my class almost as much as real estate agents that come to my how to analyze an appraisal class. And to know what to look for and to know what it says and what it means and what it understands, I think really helps a loan officer and they should spend some time figuring, you know, really looking at their appraisals and understanding it. I say all the time that you can't fight something when it's wrong if you don't know that it's wrong. And there are many times appraisers are just, they're human. Things get missed. Comps get missed. You know, they, a, a comp might've been put in with the wrong data. So it doesn't get pulled by that appraiser when they're looking for their comps. And so no one is 100% correct all the time. And I don't look when I, you know, when I get a low appraisal, if it's, if it's right, I'll, I'm the first person to be like, yeah, this is, this, they probably stretch value up a little bit for us. I, I don't see any more value. If I get an appraisal that I believe has some errors and some mistakes and has missed some things, you know, I have the ability to understand it and to, you know, write a very, you know, help the agent write a reconsideration of value letter, you know, saying here are some comparables that we found. This is why we believe that these are better than the ones used in the report. And these are, this is why. And that's all we do is provide information and let the appraiser make the determination. But uh, I'm pretty good at it. I think, and you hit on some key points there, is I think it's so important when, I always say not all lenders are created equal. And I think it's so important when the buyers are looking for the right lender to use to know that, you know, they're the pilot on this journey with you from the time you take your mortgage application through about 1300 steps to closing. I and thought it was closer to like 75,000. It's only yeah. 1,300. I, I just made that up. <laughs> so, um, but you, you have to, you know, guide them through and you're there for the turbulence. And it's how you know how to handle that turbulence is so vitally important. And I tell people all the time, even if it's not my deal, call me. I can try to help you get this deal done because I'm not here to take the deal. I'm here to help everyone facilitate and getting into the homes of their dreams. And it comes back tenfold when you help people. And that's why I always say sharing is caring because, um, you know, you and I are in the same marketing and mortgage marketing elite group. We, I, we all share. And when we share, we get it back so much more. And I think that that's so important. Another question just came in and they said like, um, do houses that were bought higher than appraisals go up in value when they when there are comps for houses in the following years? Does that make sense to you? 
do houses that were brought high bought higher than appraisals go up in value when they are comped for other houses in the following years that does make sense like yeah, you know, yeah. you get that. So the way i'm interpreting that soon tell me if you think i'm wrong is um somebody paid five hundred fifty thousand dollars for a house and it appraised for 525 right and they appraised it, you know, at a pre, you know, and they came to the table, they had full appraisal gap, they brought 25 grand to the table or whatever the case may be. They're going to still see the same appreciation rate, but it's probably going to be a little bit slower as it catches up. But everyone has to remember that that sale still gets entered into MLS at 550. It doesn't say sold at 550, appraised at 525. It says sold at 550. Right. And because that's what a willing buyer and a willing seller have come together. And then the appraiser came along and said, yeah, I don't think it's worth that much. Well, the buyer said it is to me. And that drives the market value. And so I, I believe that it's going to continue to increase. Again, we're just not going to see it at 20 plus percent. It's going to settle back down, hopefully, to around 8 to 12%. I'm thinking pretty much mm -hmm. nationally, somewhere in that range. So now that you have a little bit more free time, because we're not like application takers 24-7, um, what do you like to do in your spare time? Uh, gosh, I, I live in Colorado. So, I, you know, we're so fortunate. Don't rub it in. Don't rub it in. I heard it's raining where you're at. <laughs> the sun just came out a little bit. It was raining this morning. <laughs> Uh, you know, we're high desert, so we have sun as many days of the year as San Diego. So I try to be outside with, you know, my youngest, just like yours, our youngest, our babies are going off I to know. school. We're going to be empty nesters. Empty nesters. So, yeah. So, you know, we spend a lot of time outside here and, uh, you know, I, I truly love living in Colorado. Uh, so that's been, that is, it's kind of what I do at least for fun is try to get out and about and enjoy the mountains and and enjoy all that Colorado has to offer. So when you become an empty nester, are you? what's in Scott's future? Is Scott gonna work more or enjoy smelling the roses in his garden just a little bit more <laughs> or cry when everyone's out of the house? I mean, all girls out of house, but wife, no, <laughs> and dogs. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, Sue, you, all, you know, I already went and bought a puppy. I'm kind of freaking out about this, okay? I'm kind of freaking out. It's been 30, it will be over 30 years since I've not had a child in the house, which is crazy. Uh, so I'm, I'm a little nervous about that, but I'm also excited. You know, you want your children to go off. You want them to experience and grow and build a life that they can be proud of and do some things. So it's, it's exciting. It's sad. You know, it's the whole gamut of that. But yeah. as far as next things, you know, where I'm going, I think. Uh, I truly love presenting, you know, and uh, during COVID, I did a few Zoom things, but I've just kind of, you know, COVID's lifting here in Colorado pretty, you know, it's, it keeps coming back and doing its thing, but uh, the mandates are pretty much over. We can get out and about and socialize again. And I've, you know, I've done some presentations. I offer three classes to real estate agents. Um, one is basically how you deal with an appraisal and an appraiser and things you can provide to them. And the second is how appraisers come up with adjustment rates. And the third class is how to analyze an appraisal. And so those three classes, 
uh, I've been starting to do those again and ramping those up. I've tied, I team up with title companies because they're really well received. So it's a win for the title company. It's a win for me to get in front of agents and the title companies kind of bring in folks to it. So that's been fun to get going again. I've been thinking, so I've been kind of toying with this idea of creating a new company. Oh, that's fun. Uh, and kind of doing a new company for my presentations and getting on the road a little bit. I was on the road for a long time and I haven't been for a while and maybe you know, opening up a company where I travel around and maybe I'll come and present for you, Sue. Maybe oh, I would love you to present for me. Maybe so. you'll hire me to come out and, and do a presentation, but I'm thinking yeah. about opening up a new company for that. I would love that. So, well, we can definitely, and you have lots of people saying that they miss you in California and they would like to you to come see them. So we have tons of different comments, but in the keeping with everyone's time, Scott, I want to thank you so much for being on Grab Your Keys with me. You are truly one of my favorite people. And I love that our paths have crossed in this mortgage industry and anyone who works with you is uh, uh, truly special because they get to work with you every day. So thank you so much for being on Grab Your Keys. Thank you so much for having me, Sue. You, you know how much I adore you as well. And uh, it's been fun and it's always good to see you. And I hopefully we get to see each other again soon in person, okay? Yes, for sure. And for everybody else, thanks for signing on to Grab Your Keys. And we will see you next week with Jack Daly. He is going to be a fantastic person. So you definitely don't want to miss that. And don't forget to grab your keys. Have a great day, everybody. Bye, everyone.